Welcome back to Mr. Epstein and Ms. Maxwell's closet. Uh, so this is the continuation and hopefully completion. I might get a phone call at some point that I'll have to pause for, which might end up uh, making it stop. I don't know. I still haven't figured out exactly what it is that makes it turn off on its own. But uh, hopefully, is it coming through? Yeah, okay. So I got Mozart here in the background. This is Symphony Number no. 40, uh, first movement, Molto Allegro. I figured Mozart, I, I like Mozart better than Beethoven, I think. I know I was gonna, I started out saying I was only gonna do Beethoven, but. I don't want it to be too loud. I'm looking at the, what do you call it, the uh, uh, equalizer bars. Looks like it's coming through. Okay. All right. So, fuck. This is the monster, people. I, I'm like, ah, uh, God, I can't believe it, it's all because of her. She tweeted that. That's just like fucking amazing. Now, this... Uh, I do believe I have heard the phrase before, probably from David Icke the first time. I think this is what they call the Red Mafia is another word for it. What people who, I'm sorry, but uh, it, be it subconscious or not, who are anti-Semitic, call the Jewish Mafia. But it's the Kazarian Mafia. And as we have established already in this, it's not an article. It's, like, I don't know what it is. Blah, I don't know. It's not a blog. I'm just calling it an article just to keep it simple. Um, the, they were never Jews, and they never have been Jews. They infiltrated. They were forced to choose. They chose Jews, probably because they knew, I mean, already at that point, Jews had been persecuted, so they, they you know, taught, this is 4D chess. This is fucking 8D chess. This is, we're talking 8-dimensional eight, eight chess is what this thing plays. I'm still going to keep calling it the mob, the monster. But it's the Kazarian Mafia. It's equals the monster. 100 fucking percent. <sighs> All right, so we stopped. Bold. The Kazarian Mafia, KM, wages an international effort to eradicate kings who rule by the divine right of God Almighty. Because the KM claims to have a personal, oh, because the KM claims to have a personal partnership with Baal, aka the devil, Lucifer, Satan, because of their sacrifices to him. They detest any kings who rule under the authority of God Almighty because most feel a responsibility to make sure their own people are protected from infiltrators and treasonous, quote, enemies within the gates, unquote. In the 1600s, the KM murder the British royals and substitute their own fakes. In the 1700s, they murder the French royals. Right before World War I, they murder Austrian Archduke Ferdinand to start World War I. In 1917, they assembled their KM army, the Bolsheviks, and infiltrate and hijack Russia, murder the Tsar and his family in cold blood, bayonet his favorite daughter through the chest and steal all the Russian gold, silver, and art treasures. Right before World War II, they murder the Austrian and German royals. Then they get rid of the Chinese royals and disempower the Japanese ruler. 
The Kazarian Mafia's intense hatred of anyone who professed faith in any god but their god, Baal, has motivated them to murder kings and royalty and make sure they can never rule. They have done the same with American presidents, running sophisticated covert operations to disempower them. If that doesn't work, the KM assassinates them, like they did to McKinley, Lincoln, and JFK. The KM wants to eliminate any strong rulers or elected officials who dare to resist their Babylonian money magic power or their covert power gained from their deployment of their human compromise network. <sighs> Bold. The Rothschilds create international narcotics trafficking on behalf of the KM. And remember the Rockefeller drug laws in New York. The Rothschilds then covertly ran the British Empire and crafted an evil plan to recover the vast amounts of gold and silver the British had been paying to China for its high-quality silk and spices that were unavailable anywhere else. The Rothschilds, through their international spy network, had heard of Turkish opium and its habit-forming characteristics. They deployed a covert operation to buy Turkish opium and sell it in China, infecting millions with a bad opium habit that brought back gold and silver into the Rothschild coffers, but not to the British people. The opium addictions created by Rothschild opium sales to China harmed China so much that China went to war on two occasions to stop it. These wars were known as the Boxer Rebellions or the Opium Wars. I remember learning about that in history, but it doesn't it wasn't much, certainly not as important as it seems to be. It wasn't taught. At least, I mean, I, I, I'm only thinking about high school. It wouldn't, I don't even think, took some college history, I think. Actually, no, I don't think I did. It was all theater history. I don't remember ever. Anyway, uh, the money the Rothschilds gained from the sale of opium was so vast that they became even more addicted to the easy money than the opiate addicts were to the opium. And now we can fast forward to heroin, to crack, right? Never stopped. The Rothschilds were the funding source behind the establishment of the American colonies by incorporating the Hudson Bay Company and other trading companies to exploit the new world of the Americas. It was the Rothschilds who ordered the mass extermination and genocide of the indigenous people of North America to allow for exploitation of the vast natural resources of the continent. The Rothschilds also followed the same business template in the Caribbean and in the Asian subcontinent of India, resulting in the murder of millions of innocent people. Bold. The Rothschilds start the international slave trade, an enterprise that viewed these kidnapped humans as mere animals, a view that the Khazarians would impose on all the people of the world who were not part of their evil circle, which some called the, quote, old black nobility, unquote. The Rothschild's next big project was to start the worldwide slave trade, buying slaves from crooked tribal chiefs in Africa who worked with them to kidnap members of competing tribes for sale as slaves. <clears throat> Fucking hell. The Rothschilds, they see it, it, the monster manipulates human behavior like tribalism, right? Manipulates it. Not only does it manipulate it and, and exploit it, it... it it keeps it going. It enables it. 
Like we should have, we should have evolved from that shit long ago. And the only reason we hasn't haven't is because it serves the monster well. Tribalism serves the monster well. And what is the best source of creating tribalism is fucking religion. When you want to do it on a mass scale, religion is the best fucking way. Divide and conquer. <sighs> the Rothschild slave traders then took these kidnapped slaves on their ships in cramped cells to America in the Caribbean where they were sold. Many died at sea due to bad conditions. The Rothschild bankers learned early on that war was a great way to double their money in a short time by lending money to both warring sides. And then, with the advent of the Industrial Age, making the weapons of war itself. But in order to be guaranteed collections, they had to get taxation laws passed, which could be used to force payment. Bold. The K.M. Rothschild private fiat counterfeit banksters plot eternal revenge against the American colonists and Russia who assisted them for losing the Revolutionary War. Remember, they're controlling Britain now. Oh my god, some heavy fucking shit, people. When the Rothschilds lost the American Revolution, they blamed the Russian Tsar and the Russians for assisting the colonists by blockading British ships. They swore eternal revenge on the American colonists, just as they had when the Russians and their allies crushed Khazaria in 1000 AD. The Rothschilds and their English oligarchy that surrounded them plotted ways to retake America, and this became their main obsession. Their favorite plan is to set up an American central bank featuring Babylonian money magic and secret counterfeiting. Bold. The Rothschild KM attempts to retake America in 1812 on behalf of the Khazarian Mafia, but fails once again because of Russian interference. This failure enraged the Rothschild KM, and they once again plot eternal revenge against both the Russians and the American colonists and plan to infiltrate and hijack both nations and asset strip, tyrannize, and then mass murder both nations and their populace. The fuck? The KM's attempt attempts to set up a private American central bank are blocked by President Andrew Jackson, who called them satanic and vowed to rout them out by the grace and power of Almighty God. Fucking f screw God. F fuck that noise. How about the grace and power of truth and right and light? Fuck God. Sorry, people, but that's why we're still fighting it. Because they're looking at it from the fucking religious point of view. God damn it. The Rothschild bankers regroup and continue their covert attempts to install their own Babylonian money magic bank inside America. Finally, in 1913, the bold. Finally, in 1913, the Rothschild KM succeeds in establishing a major beachhead inside America, and an evil enemy of all American, of all Americans enter the gates of America in 1913. Now we're getting into Roy Cohen and uh, Hoover territory. J. Edgar, not Herbert. In 
1913, the Rothschild KM was able to establish a beachhead by bribing crooked, treat bribing and, and um, blackmailing, treasonous members of Congress to pass, although maybe they hadn't started that yet, bribing crooked, treasonous members of Congress to pass the illegal unconstitutional Federal Reserve Act on Christmas Eve without a required quorum. Fucking hell. The act was then signed by a crooked, bought-off president who was a traitor to America, like the members of Congress who voted for it. Who was the president then? Shit, I gotta look it up. Hold on. I hope it doesn't stop. So it was Woodrow Wilson. I'm just gonna read this quick little blurb from Britannica. Woodrow Wilson, 28th president of the United States, 1913 and 1921. So is that two terms? A scholar and statesman best remembered for his legislative accomplishments and his idealism. Wilson led the U.S. into World War I and became the creator of the League of Nations, for which he was awarded the 1919 Nobel Prize for Peace. Look at that. Uh, that was the year Nixon was born. Look at that. Wow, there's footage of him. Wow. Oh, Taft. Oh, right. Okay. That's why it was an unusual amount of time in the heat. Wait. He left office. I thought he died in office. I thought Taft died in office, didn't he? I guess not. The blow that killed America a hundred years ago. Free man's perspective. Huh. How long is this? Huh. Oh, this is... Hmm. Alright, depending on how long this ends up being, I'll, I'll read this afterwards. The blow that killed America a hundred years ago. We have it in our power to begin the world over again. We do indeed. Let's slay the monster people. Parallel society. Huh. Interesting. Freemansperspective.com All right. Mm, so much to learn. All right. Uh... Uh, able to establish a beachhead by bribing crooked treasonous members of Congress to pass the illegal unconstitutional Federal Reserve Act on Christmas Eve without a required quorum. The act was then signed by a crooked bought-off president who was a traitor to America like the members of Congress who voted for it. Can't argue with that. The Rothschild KM then create an, oh, uh, bold. The Rothschild KM then create an illegal taxation system in America. The KM put an illegal, unconstitutional tax system in place in order to make sure that Americans would have to pay for high-level USG spending, U.S. government spending, approved by a bought-off crooked Congress and presidential puppets put in place by corrupt KM campaign finance, helped along by Citizens United and Roger Stone. And many others. It is easy for the KM to garner enough money to elect anyone they want because when you control a bank that is a secret major counterfeiter, you have all the money made for you that you desire. At about the same time that they created their illegal tax system in America, they also bribed members of Congress to approve the International Internal Revenue Service, which is their private collection agency incorporated in Puerto Rico. The fuck? I think I heard that a long time ago. It feels familiar knowledge. 
Soon afterwards, they set up the Federal Bureau of Investigation to protect their banksters, to serve their cover-up needs, and prevent them from ever being prosecuted for their child sacrifice rituals, pedophile networks, and to also serve as a covert intel operation on their behalf. Note that the FBI has no official charter, according to the Library of Congress, and has no right to exist or issue paychecks. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No right to exist or issue paychecks. Bold. The Rothschild KM deployed the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia to extract incredibly savage, bloody revenge on innocent Russians, which they had plotted for many years ever since Kazaria was destroyed. The Rothschild KM pre-staged and engineered the Russian Revolution by using its central banks to pay for the Bolshevik infiltration of Russia and their revolution on behalf of the Kazarian Mafia KM. And there's a picture, and there's one young, uh, who is that? I don't remember who that is. I don't want to say because I, I don't want to be wrong, but the Bolsheviks were actually created, and then the caption for the photograph, the Bolsheviks, oh shit, the Bolsheviks were actually created and deployed by the Kazarian Mafia as the essential part of their long-planned revenge on the Russian Tsar and the innocent Russian people for breaking up Kazaria in about 1000 AD for its repeated robbery, murder, and identity theft of travelers from countries surrounding Kazaria. This little-known fact explains the extreme violence taken out on Russia as long-standing revenge by the Rothschild-controlled Kazarian Mafia. Okay, um... Oh, my God. Fucking hell. Fucking hell. See what a good internet search? I, I had to go... God, I had to go dig... Uh, oh, no wonder I got a feeder of shit. I had to dig a little deep in the search results to find this. I mean, not like I knew it was there, but I just, I went a little deep. I went, I went kind of deep. I scrolled a lot to find something that seemed like it was good. And boy, I think I was right. Uh, let me know if you guys agree. If you, if you're listeners and you also follow me on Twitter, let me know uh, if you think I'm on if this is it, if if you think this is the monster, like I think this is the monster. Hmm. All right, I'm going to pause. Hopefully it doesn't stop. Oh, God. Okay, so in conjunction with this um, thing I found, uh, before I found it, uh, is actually the same person who posted this video I'm about to tell you about that I actually... Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, it's linked in the description of the prior episode. Um, and I'll put it in this one, too. Uh, it's called... Um, oh, fucking hell. The Syndicate, the Pie Fence documentary. Pie Fence is the new Pizzagate. It's, it's a way to get around the, the algorithms. I just said it, but whatever. Um, so it's going into Maria, uh, Marina 
Abramovic, and it says ex ex Yugoslavian. Now, oh wait, no, was it Czech? No, I think he was Czech, wasn't he, Robert? But still, it's all the same area. She. She's frightening. I'm not gonna lie. She's fucking frightening as fuck. Um, that's all I'm gonna say about that. But anyway, yeah. So, uh, and it's amazing because it's all being tied together. This video and that thing I'm reading. That when I come back again, we'll start again. If it doesn't shut off on me again, it's 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 all the same. It's all the same.